Good afternoon, I'm Sean Canaan with the WMNF News headlines. The suspect in yesterday's Boulder supermarket shootings bought the assault rifle six days before he allegedly shot and killed 10 people. Investigators have not established a motive. A plan revamping Florida's Bright Futures scholarship program has been watered down again due to pressure from students, parents, and educators. It passed out of committee today. The bill no longer reduces funding for students who choose majors the state says do not lead to jobs. Republican sponsor Dennis Baxley says the amount of input on the bill shows how vested Floridians are in the program. The publicity of this bill has demonstrated to all the members the intensity of emotions wrapped around our children and their success. Still, his proposal allows award amounts to be set by the legislature and no longer guarantees scholarships at 100% or 75% of tuition. There is no House sponsor. Governor Ron DeSantis says he believes the program should be fully funded. DeSantis is clashing with public health experts on the importance of contact tracing during the pandemic. Last week, the governor told reporters it has just not worked. But the Tampa Bay Times is reporting that despite these criticisms, DeSantis's administration continues to pay a hefty sum for a New York company to supply the state with a contact tracing mobile app. Last night, some of Tampa Bay's biggest criminal justice stakeholders said they'd support more access to arrest avoidance programs and would address racial bias issues. WMNF's Daniel Figueroa IV reports they spoke during an annual meeting of the Hillsborough Organization for Progress and Equality, but some stakeholders were noticeably absent. Sheriff Chad Cronister and Tampa Police Chief Brian Dugan, the county's two top law enforcement officers, were invited to the virtual conference and didn't show. But State Attorney Andrew Warren, Chief Judge Ronald Figueroa, Public Defender Julianne Holt, and Clerk of Court Cindy Stewart made the call and the commitments to criminal justice reforms. Justin LaRosa of the Hyde Park United Methodist Church said that's progress, but more would be needed to truly make a difference. This is progress, and we're grateful for it. Yet, the reality is we need law enforcement to get on board and to make this a reality. We need them to act because our children need this. Our brothers and sisters um, of color need this. LaRosa said Cronister and Dugan missed an opportunity. The pledges were made in front of a virtual audience of nearly 2,000 Hillsborough residents. The Hillsborough Organization for Progress and Equality, or HOPE, is a group of more than 20 interfaith congregations. Every year they highlight issues and speak directly to stakeholders to ask for change on priority issues. This year those issues focused on criminal justice and mental health, two major issues highlighted by the recent unrest over police killings of black Americans and the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. But the last year didn't create the issues. It only magnified them. Reverend Bernice Powell Jackson said one of those issues is arrests for nonviolent offenses, especially among youths. These children are getting lifelong arrest records, even though they were eligible for the restorative civil citation program, which offers the child counseling and requires community service and more. Jackson said the neighboring counties of Pinellas and Pasco take much greater advantage of those programs, even doubling the number of offenders diverted to citation programs instead of getting arrested. All of the stakeholders said they'd support secondary eligibility screening. Warren said he's championed those programs, but there's one issue. His office isn't the one doing the arresting. We have to continue pushing, encouraging, demanding that we have change to minimize the number of juvenile arrests and increase the utilization rate. Until then, my office will continue to divert those cases that come in, but it doesn't solve the problem of the arrests on the front end 
that law enforcement continues to make. They also addressed bias in policing. Hope even reached out to Jack McDevitt, the director of Northeastern University's Institute on Race and Justice. McDevitt counsels law enforcement agencies and criminal justice organizations on how to address racial bias. Again, all stakeholders said they'd be more than happy to attend a summit with McDevitt. Public defender Holt said addressing bias is important to get people to trust and participate in the criminal justice system. You've got stakeholders here that are really committed to this issue, and I hope that you will continue to challenge us uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a way that we will just grow even more as leaders. But again, LaRosa said the lack of law enforcement was noticeable. They missed an opportunity to demonstrate leadership on these issues and respond to our concerns. Members of HOPE are scheduled to meet with Chronister Wednesday morning, but the sheriff has limited the virtual attendance to five pre-selected attendees. For WMNF News, I'm Daniel Figueroa IV. Tonight it'll be partly cloudy with overnight lows in the high 50s. Tomorrow mostly sunny and warm with highs in the mid-80s. Expect record-breaking heat later this week. I'm Sean Canan with the WMNF News headlines on 88.5 FM, on the WMNF app, and on WMNF.org.